I'm thankful for the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That's not a mindset. It's just the way it is. All right? Any, any saved people in the house? Anybody that's saved? So the resurrection of Christ was an illustration. Well, it was, a, it, it was not only true, but it also illustrates what he wants to do in us. He wants to raise you from your dead works right now. He wants, you, he wants to raise us from our, the, the, the deadness of our sin. He wants to raise us. Sin dies, we live. But this is supernatural. Somebody shout, it's supernatural. This is supernatural. And I'm saying that because you need to understand that you are not going to overcome your brokenness on your own. You need Holy Spirit. You need him. If you're going through a sickness, you're going through a struggle, if you're going through a temptation, you need the Holy Spirit. You don't have just the willpower to get through it. If you had the willpower, you'd already got through it. You need Holy Spirit. It's not just a change of your mind. It's a change of your life. It's a change in your heart. And we have been talking about the fruit of the Spirit uh, just kind of walking through this because there are things that are happening in your life because you are saved and then we receive Holy Spirit in our life. And one of the great things is the fruit of the Spirit. The, the Spirit of God bears fruit in our life. As a tree bears fruit, your spirit also bears fruit. And Diana, bring me one of those bags over there. I'm going to need it if, if you don't mind. But I... I uh, I want you to know that you, you by the Spirit, things will happen through you that people will look at you and say, you ain't acting like you used to. All right? They will see that smile that used to be devious, and now it is spiritually affectionate, and they will see your acts. They will see what you do is different. So I, I guess I'm saying, if you're saved in the same person, the reason is it's because something hasn't died yet. Amen. Or maybe something died and you resurrected the wrong thing. All right? I'm preaching too much already. So uh, Jesus actually said this, a tree is known by its fruit. It, a tree is known by its fruit. And, and when, it, when, when you hear that, a tree is known by its fruit, Jesus is actually pointing out to some religious leaders who were mean, okay? You ever, you ever known somebody who was like a religious leader and you were like afraid of them, you know? Not for spiritual reasons. It's, it just, they just seem mad all the time. I, I have known some people that were just mad all the time. I, one guy, I mean, I, I loved him very dearly, still love him, and, but he was just mean, just one, like the meanest preacher I ever knew in my life. Uh, it seemed like any time I had conversation or anything. It was like, he's mad at me. Why are you so mad at me all the time? Uh, Christians shouldn't be that way. Can I get an amen from somebody? We shouldn't be that way. Believers, let alone preachers, should be that way. But, but uh, I think, though, I, I can deal with the church. And that's really who I want to deal with. Because the question would be, if you are so firmly planted in Christ... If he has saved you by his grace and made you a part of the family, where's the fruit? Amen. All right? 
go ahead and say, where's the fruit? And I'm not, if, if it feels like I'm looking at you personally right now, I'm, I'm not, all right? I'm just looking at everybody because y'all look good today, all right? Uh, I even look at you if you look bad, but I'm in trouble now. I just need to get to my next statement. I just need to get on down the road. But um, I think part of the struggle is that the world is in such a mess, right? But even the world being as broken as it is still, the fruit of the Spirit are still Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, it seems like a list of nine wimpy things. <laughs> Look at those people, always, always so joyful, you know, always so kind, and, you know. But I want to I wanna walk you through some things because when, when I say fruit of the Spirit, the, the Bible says in Galatians 5, 16, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. So walking in the spirit, say I'm walking in the spirit. Okay. All right. I mean, you, you probably know all kinds of songs about walking, you know, you know, walking in something, you know, Memphis, <laughs> sunshine, you know, something like that. I, I, how about walking in the spirit? It is not Christianese for jumping up and down, making a lot of noise, and falling all over the ground. That's not what it is. It is, it is about life. It is about the way that you walk, the way that you do life. So if walking in the Spirit is evidenced by the fruit of love and joy and peace and, and uh, long-suffering and uh, kindness and goodness if, and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, if that's what it is, then what is walking in the lust of the flesh look like? What is walking in the opposite look like? It is hatred, sadness, fear, impatience, selfishness, meanness, immorality, doubt, pride, rebellion. Anybody ever walked in that stuff before? I mean, just walking in things that are in opposition to love and joy and peace. It, it, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, it's fruit, but it's the wrong fruit. Really, it's rotten fruit. Anybody leave your bananas out too long before? Anybody do that? I mean, I'm talking about past banana bread. I'm saying, you know, some people understand. You leave them out for a while, and you look at them, and they're all kind of mushy. You think, I'm going to make some banana bread, all right? At least my wife does. So on occasion, I'll just let some of them rot, because I can eat myself some bananas. I can. I eat two, three of those th things a day. I've told you before. You need to remember this. Bananas are cheap. Buy some. Eat them, okay? So... But, but you know what rotten fruit is, all right? You've smelled it. It's been laying around too long on the ground. But the Bible says in Galatians 5.24, those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk. So if we're in Christ, we crucify these things. So Galatians 5 and 16 again. We walk in the Spirit... And as we walk in the Spirit, no longer, if we walk in the Spirit, are we controlled by the lust of the flesh. Or, I like this, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We will not give the flesh what it wants. Amen. How many know flesh sometimes wants to slap somebody? Anybody know that? All right. All right. The flesh wants to walk in bitterness. The flesh will keep you bitter. Okay. So if you're bitter right now, I'm telling you, that's not the spirit. Amen. So you don't know what they did. I Look, I know what I've been through. 
All right? And I know that bitterness is like infecting yourself. So, yeah, it's worse than COVID. And, you know, since you brought that up, Russell, all right, uh, aren't you glad to be a part of the church? Anybody glad to be a part of the church? The, this world needs us. We need to be the church right now. We need to be the best church that we have ever been. We need to be the body of Christ like we've never been before. But when you consider that illustration of not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, and when you consider uh, what Jesus has done, living out the fruit of the Spirit is living out crucifixion. Do you get this? So, so Jesus died for our sins. And so, but then the, the scripture teaches us that we've been crucified with Christ. So you've got to hear this. This is a picture of crucifixion. It's what it is. You say, well, this is a problem, Pastor. You don't know how mad I am. I can't control myself. Crucify yourself. What happens with salvation? Crucifixion and resurrection. So the question is, Jesus died for you. Have you died for him? He died for me so I could live, but he didn't die for us so that we could live to fulfill the lust of the flesh. He died for us and then rose again so that we could die to the flesh and die to sin and rise in the newness of life. It isn't a resurrection if we rise in the same old mess we've been living in all our life. Somebody say, raise us up, Jesus. Raise us up. Raise us up. Raise us up. We crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. All of that, its passions. I want you to hear that word, passion and desire. Do you hear that? Your flesh is passionately mad. Passionately it wants to participate in sin. Why is it a struggle? Because your flesh is passionate. Passion ain't always good. It's passions and it's desires. And then we walk by the spirit that lives within us. That is so good. This is going to help somebody. Whether you like it or not, it is going to help us. And I, I want to set this up a little bit more out of our uh, devotion. We turned to it. Diane and I turned to it at the table the other day as I was even looking towards this message this week in, in Romans chapter 13 and 11. So the writing is this. Paul writes this. Do this. Do this. So circle the words do this in your notes. Do this. So if it says do this, what should you do? This. All right? All right, see? I am a theologian. You hang around me, you will learn stuff. Do this. So what is it? Knowing the time. So one is we should know the time. Know the time. It is high time to do this. Awake out of sleep. You can sleep in the lust of the flesh. Just not even pay attention. For our salvation is nearer than we first believed. Jesus is coming back. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. I ain't going to preach too long on this. I'm just setting this up. Let us walk properly as it is in the day. Not in revelry, 
and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. I know people are doing this. I know people are. I know you're getting better. I know you're getting better. Anybody, somebody, somebody say, we're getting better. We're getting better. All right. I know that. But, you know, brother cleans the church, was taking out the trash and found like a, a pint of liquor in the lady's trash can. And I thought, praise God, somebody got set free one Sunday. All right. Or, or something. I don't know exactly. But that's my hope. I want us as believers to put off the works of darkness. And I'm not just talking about things that are lascivious. I'm not talking about just those things. The work of darkness and put on the life of the Spirit. And this is simple. This is the very least. We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. So today, I'm going to talk about two fruits, brothers and sisters. You're going to like this, all right? Two. Two fruits in one, all right? Uh, We're going to talk about goodness and kindness in a messy world. How many know the world is messy? The world is messy. You don't have to look far. I mean, you can, you can go down to the ocean front and just look at the horizon and messy will show up. Amen. It will just show up. You can go to your place of work. You can be just sitting at your home and the messy world will come on because you just turn the news on and you will realize how messy and broken and busted up the world is. But sometimes when you notice how messy the world is, it kind of sucks you into the messiness and you become a part of the mess rather than the solution. So it is important while you're watching the headlines, while you say, well, you know, everything's messy in the world. You know, the leaders are messy and the neighborhood's messy and people are messy. And, and when you see all, I mean, we need to pray for our nation, right? I mean, when you see about that, the shooting that took place in Indiana this past week and things like that, you realize how broken and messed up the world is. We're not going to be a part of the messy. We're going to be a part of the beautiful. So these two fruits go together, and it is the fruit of kindness and goodness. And you know that Jesus has explained this. Again, this is a theme. Kindness and goodness is a theme of Scripture, and we think it's a lot more simple, you know, than perhaps it really is. Uh, It it probably is easier than we realize at times, but... Jesus kind of complicated it when he started doing the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. And he said this, I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who despitefully use you, despitefully use you and persecute you. What? Did you hear that? So what are we supposed to do to our enemies? It's really tough to hate and love people at the same time. How many know your passion when somebody hates you is to hate them back? Does anybody feel that? I mean, I can almost feel the conflict in the room right now while I'm suggesting this. No, love your enemies. Pastor Rick, you don't know who they are. Play with me. I didn't just get off the train, all right? I have been around. I got some haters in my life, all right? And, And can I tell you that... It is a priority of the Spirit to move you to loving your enemies, to want them to live and not die, to want to see them touched by the grace and the mercy of Jesus, to see them want 
to, to see them and want them to receive blessing and not cursing. Anybody ever prayed for your enemies before? Have you ever done that? Did you pray like this? God, you better take care of them because I am coming after them right now. Or... I want to talk about kindness and goodness and give you an illustration of it. It's one of these. It's a peach. Anybody like peaches? Can I get a peach amen in the house? All right. What's that? No, you, if you want the peach, you can have it. You're on the front row. I got a couple extra. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's, it's yours, Joanna. And whoever else wants to take the other one. But, of course, Joanna wants other people to have it because she loves you and wants to put you. Yeah. <laughs> and the flesh is in the house. Yes. All right, look. It is fuzzy on the outside and super sweet on the inside. We hope. Yeah. That's what it is. It's really, really, that's what it is. There's fuzz. Anybody, anybody ever have a peach before? It's really fuzzy. On the outside. And you think, well, that's, that's nice. It's fuzzy on the outside. You can actually eat the peel as well, just like an apple. You can do that. You might not want to. But in, in, on the inside, it has powerful taste. And, and you can do, you can, you can really, you know, feel better having peaches on occasion. Now, there's other things you can do with them. You, make, you can make peach cobbler out of them. Anybody have a peach cobbler? I, I shouldn't talk about food right now because this is second service, and you were hungry when you came in the door. So you just, oh, you're only here for the fruits, right? Is that what it is? So I, I want to talk about that. First of all, I want to talk about the outside. Kindness is fuzzy. All right? Now, this may not mean what you think it means, all right? Kindness is, it impacts others because it's what others feel when they get close to you. Did you hear that? What do people feel if they're close to your life, if they're involved in your life? Uh, I, I know you want me to give the definition of kindness, but I want to say, really? <laughs> do you need a definition of kindness? Are you so far removed from kindness that you need, 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 need me to spell it all out for you? I mean, let me, let me begin by saying, we're pretty good at mean. How many know how to be mean? Anybody got a master's degree in mean right now? Anybody got that? You know, we know how to tell off people. Anybody know how to tell off people? Have you ever seen somebody tell off somebody and stand by and say, yeah, give them what they deserve? Anybody glad you didn't get what you deserved? Yes. Kindness in part, simply has to do with the way that you treat others. I'll take you deeper on it, but let me tell you this. If you're not walking in the spirit and exhibiting the fruit of kindness, you probably also have anger management issues. What do you do with your anger? Do you criticize and degrade people? Do you have a short temper? Anybody with a short temper? You say, that's just the way I am. That's what Jesus wanted to change you from. Lack of patience. Do you have a transference issue where you're constantly blaming other people for whatever is going on? Do you struggle accepting criticism? And then I tell you, you know, just before Resurrection Sunday, I said, I need you to go invite people to come to church. And you're saying, I can't do that because they know me. I mean, nobody's laughing right now. All right. So 
It asks the question again, what do people feel when they get close to you? I actually uh, passed a bumper sticker on occasion of somebody. It's a bumper sticker. It's actually on somebody's car. And I might know where they live, but it has a bumper sticker that says, I, and then it has a picture of a heart with a circle and a cross through it, people. In other words, I don't love people. I hate people is on their bumper sticker. And I'm thinking, wow, glory be to God. That has to be such a blessing for others. Kindness asks these questions. Even, now, now, even though I'm saying that kindness is fuzzy, I want you to understand the fuzz that is on the outside of a peach. How many glad that God created peaches? Anybody glad? The fuzz is the protection of the peach. Specifically, the fuzz fights off insects. You will see that a, a peach has greater strength than some of its some other fruits because it is fuzzy when it gets attacked. It somehow has the ability to cause insects to go the other way. I'm talking about kindness right now. I'm telling you that you think kindness is a display of weakness, but I'm telling you that kindness is a display of your strength because some people can't control themselves. Some people can't hush when they need to be quiet. And and it's like, why are you yelling? Because you made me yell. You can't make me yell. I, I do it because I'm not strong enough to avoid it. Wow. Jesus, Jesus. That is good preaching, Pastor Rick. Thanks for sharing that. Kindness is not a weakness. Kindness is a strength. And it looks like this in Colossians 3. I like the way it says it, and it includes it in other statements in Colossians 3. Therefore, as the elect of God, stop, elect, we are the chosen of God. Anybody glad that God chose you? No, God chose you before creation. He chose you, set you apart as the chosen ones. You are holy and beloved. Then he uses these two words, put on. You ought to underline that in your notes. Put on tender mercies, kindness, uh, Humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Wow, that's so awesomely clear, isn't it? If God has blessed you, you ought to bless others. But everybody shout, put it on. Shout, put it on. Put it on. I'm not talking about faking people out. That's not what I mean. Well, you're just putting on kindness. What I'm saying is, how did you get dressed today? Look at somebody and say, how did you, how did you, why'd you put that shirt on? Okay, let me tell you why. Because you went into your closet and you looked at it and you pulled it out and you decided to wear that particular shirt. I mean, I know some of you like to go to the mall and just look, look at people and think, did they actually think about that before they put that on? Anybody ever do that? So, so what this is saying is, What you have to do is every morning, you got to decide whether or not you're going to listen to your crazy flesh, your sinful nature, or whether you're going to listen to Holy Spirit. And when you put on Holy Spirit, you're going to put on 
the kindness and the goodness of the Lord. You might struggle with it. You might struggle with it. I ask my wife. You, you talk to her. I will ask her, can I wear this? Should I wear this? Does this match? I'm a little color challenged when I get dressed. And, and I have to ask her. Some of you need to ask somebody because you're putting on something and it ain't what you think it is. You need to, come on, it's all right, honey. What you got an attitude today for right now? What's, what's up? What do you mean I got an attitude? That. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You need to put it on. And you do that by saying, come on, here's some words. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Who are you listening to, your flesh or your spirit? You get to choose every day. Maybe you ought to write on your bathroom mirror, put on kindness. Put it on. Put on long-suffering. Put on goodness. Put it on. I'm going to face some people today that are going to test me and stir up. I'm, I can tell by the way you're looking at me. I, I'm, they're going to stir some things in, but I'm going to put on kindness. I'm going to put on my strength. It's in your closet. Maybe way back at the back, but it's there. And I think everybody else is coming out of the closet. Maybe some Christians ought to. Yes, I said that. Come out with kindness and goodness. And, and kindness is, in, in, in its original Greek, it is the, it, the word means the posture of forbearance and patience. The posture. It's the way that you stand in your spirit. Forbearance and patience. I can get through it. Say, I can get through this. Say it. Say it. I can get through this. I'm going to love them anyway. I'm going, I'm going to love them when they hate me. I'm going to love them when they hate me. It's a posture of forbearance. It, it is understood as the kindness of our God. Get this. God knows. Maybe you don't know this, but at a particular time, the righteous judgment of our God will be released. Does that make sense? How many know that God's righteous judgment will be released? All right? But not today. At, perhaps. L listen, right now, at the moment that you're in, he is patiently waiting on the repentance of individuals. Do you know when Jesus will come? I do. When the last person who's going to repent and come to him comes to him, then he'll come back. Say, Jesus, why don't you come back? Because I love people too much right now. And there are people that are coming. And I'm waiting on others to return to me, to come to me and receive my grace. So this is the God kindness of God. Rather than, uh, rather than tossing people aside, pushing people aside, he loves you. You say, you don't know how messed up I am. He still loves you. If God loved me, why am I going through this? He loves you. And you're going through a lot of stuff. And he wants to raise you up. And he wants to help you. But you need to understand, there is a day when his wrath will be poured out. But right now, you are living in the forbearance and the patience of Almighty God. Kindness is patient benevolence. So, stay fuzzy. Look at somebody say, stay fuzzy. Stay fuzzy. 
And that's another word for stay strong. Stay, stay strong. Defeat the darkness with the merciful temperament of the Holy Spirit. I believe kindness is a position that we must live in. We can't be so busy screaming what we are against that we lose our voice. There are people that are living in sin and you just jumping in their face and saying, that's a sin, you're going to hell. It's not saving everybody. You love people that are not like you. You love people that are broken. You forgive people. You keep loving them. Just because you're loving them does not mean you agree with their broken life or the sin that they're living in. But you love them. Don't avoid them. Sit with them. Talk to them. And watch how the Lord will open the door for you to share grace with them. Like a peach. Goodness is also something. It's that sweet flavor on the inside. Goodness is active spiritual integrity. I know that doesn't that sound good, does it? Spiritual integrity. Okay, let me say it like this. It is doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. The Spirit of God, how many of you need to... Anybody ever done the wrong thing? There is a... You know, we used to say it, it was just one of us statements. We used to do the next right thing. We used to say that. And then it came out and frozen the movie, or one of the frozen movies. I don't know which one it was, but do the next right thing. Anybody ever heard that before? No? You haven't? Okay, I didn't sing it right. But it's interesting that the word goodness here, the Greek word is only in the New Testament. It's not used or written in any other place except in the New Testament. It is... It is seen well in Mark chapter 11. Do you remember when Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves? That doesn't sound good unless you are outside the temple and you can't get in. Unless you are so broke that the people who are stealing from you, and that's what they were doing, they, as people came with their sacrifices then there were individuals that were stopping them and inspecting because they were the inspectors of the sacrifices who just happened to have uh, their own sheepfold and they would bring theirs. They would sell sacrifices to individuals who were supposed to be bringing it on their own to take money from individuals that didn't have enough money. And so there were individuals that couldn't afford it, individuals that, because of circumstances and situations, couldn't come in. And everybody knew it was wrong. Everybody knew it. So Jesus came in his authority. Anybody glad for the authority of the Lord Jesus? He walked in in his authority. I want you to see this. He walks in and sees the people standing outside, the people that are broken, the people who need to be in the presence of God. And he deals with the, the broken sacrificial system. He walks in, seeing the people that have been left out, seeing the people that are hurting, the people that need to come and deal with the brokenness in their life. And he says, there's really only, there's only one integrous thing to do. There's only one act of integrity. And that is, I'm going to have to push all of these tables over, and I'm going to have to drive these folks out of the temple in order that everyone can come to me. He said, he said, this it isn't not written my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations but you made it into a den of thieves goodness sometimes looks like badness but it's still goodness 
He comes in and he does this. He makes this move. He brings people who are hurting and wounded into the presence of God. Goodness is active spiritual integrity. But you have to remember, integrity is more than not stealing. Integrity is more than not lying. It is, it is considering others before yourself. It is, it is using your authority to bring righteousness to situations. How many know you have authority? Anybody know that you have authority? Why do we let the enemy kick people around all the time? Somebody, does anybody you know have, have authority? You know you have authority? How many believe in the name of Jesus Christ we have authority? Anybody believe that? That we have uh, the Holy Spirit has been placed inside of us. We have an authority. So we're, we're in this messy world, and Holy Spirit wants you to keep doing the next right thing. Even when it's uncomfortable, the messy world needs good and kind and full of love Christians to come into it and show them what rightness is. It needs to start, really, church, right here. Amen. Somebody say goodness. goodness. Anybody married? If you're married, you're going to have to learn to be good. Right? You're going to have to learn that. You need to learn to be kind and good. Can you be kind and good? Yes. You need to be kind while you're doing the right thing. And I'm concerned with parents who long for their children to be godly and righteous, yet they live inconsistently before them. Does that make sense? You want your children to know Jesus? You know Jesus. You do the right thing. You be godly. It is, listen, we, we have a struggle because... Our next generation needs to know and live for God. They do. And you will either bless or curse the next generation. Our generations severely need blessing right now. But part of that blessing is not just you laying your hands on them and blessing them. It is doing right things. It is living in godly ways. We have kindness and goodness in our homes and our relationships with one another. Through the Holy Spirit, we can change what's going on in our home. I mean, you've been a mess for a long time. Maybe you ought to go home, sit your children down, and apologize to them. Confess your bad attitude. Confess it. And start walking in purposeful goodness. Be full of integrity in your home, at your workplace, in your finances. Can I, can I tell you one of the most intricate things to do real quick? You ready? The right thing to do. You ready? The right thing to do. If you are kind and you are good, the right thing to do is to share your faith. Whoa. Did I lose anybody? Did anybody leave me just there? Did you walk out the room? The right thing to do is to What? That is active spiritual integrity. You say, it's really difficult for me. Really? Is it that difficult to share your faith? Think about this, okay? Do you believe that there is a heaven? Do you believe that you can live eternally with God? Do you think it's also a possibility eternally separated from God? 
Do you believe that? Do you believe that there are people that you know that do not know Jesus? And you just told me he could come at any time. And we should live like we're in the day instead of the night when no one can work. This is our time. We need to do the next right thing. We need to be kind and we need to be good so that we share our faith with lost and broken people. They may not like me anymore. Be kind, but be good and share your faith with others. And pray with others. Anybody believe prayer is a good thing? It's something that I've found. I don't have too many people in my life that I can say, hey, can I pray for you? They would say, no, please don't pray for me. I have met atheists who wanted me to pray for them. I'm saying, why? (laughs) Pray for individuals. Ask somebody that's struggling. You see somebody that's hurting. You don't know what to say. Ask them, can I pray for you? And speak your prayer. Take your hand and touch them on the shoulder and pray. Or if you're in a place where you can't touch anybody, pray six feet away from them. But pray for one another. Share your faith with one another. Galatians 6 and 9 reads this way. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore... As we have opportunity, let us do good to all, to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Kindness is your posture, and goodness is your response. The fruit of the Spirit, kindness is my posture. Goodness becomes my response. We do good. And you should underline that, those words, every opportunity. As you have opportunity... Whenever you have opportunity, don't lose heart. Don't grow weary. I'm just so tired of doing good, and it's never returned. People always treat me bad. Good. That's more people that you can be kind and good to. Yes. Praise the Lord. i got to finish this sermon. Stand with me, if you would, as we wrap this up. James chapter 4 and 17 reads this way. Therefore, to him who knows to do good... And does not do it. To him it is sin. So here's, here's, the, here's the bottom line. Okay. I did not get here by myself. Anybody else agree? I did not get here by myself. I am not standing here before you. Because there was. A, a, an intellect test. And I won the grand prize. I am here because somebody found me. I I remember, you know, I've had moments in my life where I just needed people to pray for me. People to love on me. People to help me. Does anybody have a testimony in the room? Anybody? Okay. Is there a name of someone involved in it? Did somebody find you? Did somebody speak to you? Really? Do you know their name? Can you speak it out loud now? Okay, Jesus, but who did Jesus use to speak to you? George? Who? Pastor Rick? Rick? (laughs) Yeah, I got one. Uncle Jim? Yeah, you keep telling me about Uncle Jim. Yeah, but first he made sure that you had a way to go. Anybody got a name? You have a name of anybody? Who was, yeah, who was, who was, what was that? Reva? Art Riva. Art Riva. Spoke to you. Here, who, Pat? Coach McCain. Albertina. In 1977, what was the name? 
Vince Michelle. Do you get this? You did not get here by yourself. Do you know how the world is, how people in the world are coming to Jesus? Through us. The Holy Spirit draws them through us. Do you know somebody? Don't, don't speak their names. Do you know somebody who has hurt you? Do you want to be Jesus to them? Be good and kind. Do you know somebody that has mistreated you? Goodness and kindness. Don't allow the flesh to direct your life. You say, but pastor, I can't. And I'm going to tell you why. No, you can't. I know you can't. You know why I know you can't? Because you can't do it in your own. I'm going to take you here. Are you ready? If you absolutely cannot, and you can't draw from the Holy Spirit, are you ready? Get saved. Anybody ever been religious and not saved before? Wave at me. Anybody used to go to church, but you were not saved by grace through faith in Jesus? Did not have, where are you? Wave, where are you? There they are. You need Jesus to come in your life. Some of you are going through tests right now. Anybody thankful for Jesus? Anybody thankful? You should. Uh, welcome the Holy Spirit to the forefront of your, as soon as it happens, welcome the Holy Spirit, I'm going to need you right now. To the forefront of that situation and let Holy Spirit show you how to be Jesus in somebody else's life. And I'm speaking to somebody right now because you're already in a mess and you're already in a struggle and I'm saying change the way you're doing it. Change. I'm going to get them back. Getting them back didn't glorify the Lord one time. Not one time. Walk righteously. Pray that God would show you how, how to be a blessing. It may cost you money and it may cost you time. It may cost your, you your reputation of being a tough guy. It might cause you to have to step out of the little group into a different little community because you have stayed away. You might have to step in. But you know, you know that's what Jesus did, right? Anybody remember that? Jesus left his home in glory and to do what? He did what no other religious leader in all of history has ever done. He did what Muhammad did not do. He did what Buddha did not do. Jesus actually came and gave his very life for your salvation. Somebody blessed you when you were walking in your cursing. You were broke down. God protected you. Somebody came to you. Be that person. Somebody here today, I've got a deal for you. You can change. And today could be a change day for you. Just lift your hands and just honor the Lord for a moment. Would you do that? Lord, we honor you. Get honest with us today. Get honest with us. We surrender ourselves to you. How many have some confession that you need to make to the Lord today regarding goodness and kindness? Would you wave at me if you got some confession that you need to make to the Lord today? Me and one other person. Okay, okay, so. Lord, I want my words 
my posture and my actions to be a reflection of your spirit that's inside of me. I do not want to allow this messy world to get me so riled up that I am like it. I will not participate in the messiness of this world. I will walk in goodness. I will walk in godliness. I will walk in kindness. I will walk in spiritual integrity. Today's your day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just bow your heads for a moment. Let me ask again, who of you know, you know that the Holy Spirit is calling on you for transformation in your life? And it needs to happen in your home and in some relationships. There's some brokenness that's going on. And you haven't been Jesus the way you need to be Jesus. Now, people's eyes are closed except for mine. Just wave your hand around so I'll know how to pray for you. There, that's... Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now put your hands down. Now, in a moment, I'm going to have you come forward and we're going to pray together, okay, in a few moments. But first of all, I want you to look up and we're going to take... We're going to take a moment in the presence of the Lord. We're going to take a moment in the presence of the Lord. Open your communion. Open your cup. Open your bread. Let's get it in our hands. Get it in our hands. Lord Jesus, we recognize this bread as your body that was broken for us. Lord, some of us are wounded and it causes us to react, to flare up. But Lord Jesus, we ask that you would heal us. Come Holy Spirit, heal heal our heart wounds because some of us are acting out, out, out of our own brokenness, out of the wounds that we have. Heal our wounds, Lord. We confess them to you. Come, heal the broken places in our heart. Lord, you were healed so that, you were wounded so that we could be healed of our wounds. And we could love those who do not love us. We worship you now, Lord. You have this bread in your hand. Let's receive the communion of the Lord. This bread is the broken body of our Lord Jesus. Take it in communion with him. Eat it now. Now be careful with this drink. Be careful with it. Because this is the blood of Christ. Be careful. I don't want you to drink this without walking in forgiveness. I want the bitterness to be gone. Names are jumping to your mind right now. People who hurt you. I want you to release them into the hands of the Lord Jesus. Now, would you do that? I release them. Say it. I release them. And say this. You might say, Pastor, I don't. Sometimes you have to do things that you're not ready to do. And your flesh says, don't do it, but the Spirit of God inside of you says, do it. Are you ready? I forgive them. Say it. I forgive them. I don't feel it. That's your flesh doesn't feel that, but your spirit man loves this right now. The Holy Spirit inside of you is bearing fruit. I forgive them. I will walk in forgiveness. I will walk in kindness. I will walk in goodness. Yes? It's good. Take the cup this cup, Jesus said, my blood, the blood of the new covenant that's poured out for you. If I've forgiven you, forgive others as I've forgiven you. Receive the cup. Now listen, 
I want to pray with some of you. I want you to start walking forward right now. Would you do that? Some of you lifted your hand and you're going through struggle right now in your life. And I want you to start walking forward. Just start walking. Just stand across the front if you would. sister said she had a confirmation of the message that some of you are here and you are in doubt. Just squeeze on up, guys. Just squeeze. Just squeeze and stand on up here. Stand all the way across. Stand across. Just be here with me. I want, I want you to be like here with me. So come and stand a bit close. And, and just spread out a little bit if you would. Spread out a little bit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But there are some of you that are in doubt that this is even a possibility. This is not, I'm not just posturing. I'm not pretending. This is really a possibility. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you need to give your life to Jesus today, if you need to surrender your life over to Jesus, I also want you to come and stand. Surrender your life over to the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm going to minister here with you in a moment. Listen. In the next few moments, some of you are going to go ahead and take off. So the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you great peace. The Lord bless you. We're going to minister to some of these folks here. Russell, just stay right here with me. Chris, would you come over here and minister with me too? Praise God. Cliff or Renee or some of you would just come and stand nearby. John, you're nearby. Just stand right here with me. Now, the Lord bless you. I want you to walk in the goodness and the grace of the Lord Jesus and the peace of Christ. If you're not up at the front, I'll go ahead and dismiss you. I'm going to minister to some of these folks here for a little while. Walk in kindness and goodness. I want to shout kindness and goodness. Shout it, kindness and goodness. May the Lord bless you. Be dismissed when you choose.